Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it! He caught it! Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. You gotta be kidding me. What a moment! It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and TJ Perry. Ball stolen, layup blocked by Shagwa. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwa. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. We got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover. Cortez pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show in Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. People forget sometimes when they when they show up, sometimes it's just add water, right? It's, you know, how many, how many of y'all like to make those uh, cookies or those brownies? All you got to do is add water, right? Ain't no mess. It's like... You know, and uh, we all know who some Adrian Peterson, just add water. Stay out of the way. Kevin in the lane. They knock it away, and it's stolen now by Trey again, and he hits the three. Good night, Phoenix. Good night, Phoenix. Trey Young just said good night. This is over. And then some guys, you got to you gotta kind of lay it all out. You take them out of the box. You got to spread everything out. You got to the instru- get the instructions and you know, you got to kind of piece by piece, you put it together. And at the end of the day, you can you can get it to the same point. It just might take a little while. So uh, assembly required, it's the box says, right? Hour two, T-Row in the morning show. It's a Friday. Here we go. Weekend time, folks. Got a big slate of games tomorrow. This show's brought to you by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Extreme Outdoor Equipment is OKC Metro's exclusive dealer. For CF Moto Power Sports, their four-wheelers, utility vehicles, and side-by-sides are the fastest-growing brand in the entire power sports industry, and they've got them at Extreme Outdoor Equipment, two locations, one in Newcastle, one in Goldsby. Toby Rowland back with you alongside my very best friend in the entire world, Sliced Bread. Thank you for tuning us in. We got Bedlam tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. in Gallagher Iba Arena. I'm having breakfast with the crew at 8, TJ, at Cracker Barrel, if you want to join us. Cracker, I've been to Cracker Barrel, Cracker Barrel since, <laughs> yeah, I've been to Cracker Barrel since, uh, I don't think anyway, since, um, uh, my grandparents were alive, which my grandfather passed away roughly 15 years ago or so. I don't think, maybe I have been since then. I can't remember going. Now, I do remember being in Tennessee for a baseball trip. For It was in the Pete Hughes era. We played, uh, it's in the year they played, oh gosh, what's that little school just north of Nashville up there? Austin P. I don't know if you remember this, DJ. They played Austin P. for the non-con game on the last weekend of the regular season. A series. I, I recognize that I'm out. Remember the series or anything? Yeah. And right across the street from our team hotel was a, a Cracker Barrel. 
So I decided one morning after the show, I was going over to Cracker Barrel. Or maybe it was Saturday morning. I don't remember. But anyway, I was going to Cracker Barrel. And I walk over there, and there is just, a you know, everybody's in the rockers on the front porch, and there's a line forever. And I'm like, I'm not. It was it was like 45 minutes to get a stable, and I was like, I want to eat a Cracker Barrel, but I don't want to eat that bad. I'm not a good wait-to-eat guy. Once I start to feel like I'm about to eat, I don't want to wait to eat. That makes me very grumpy. <laughs> makes, you, makes you hangry. Yeah, I mean, it's a problem. I get it. It's pro- I, I understand that I got some food issues, but that's why I like Mexican food, I think, so much, because as soon as you sit down, bam, chips. You know, I like I don't... You got, I trust, trust me, you got way more food patience than I do. I know how slow you, you sit, you eat. And the, when you go to a restaurant and then you sit down and you look over the menu and then you order and then it's another 15, 20 minutes before they bring you the food that you, like my brain has already gone into I'm about to eat mode. And I can't, that's like a whole 30 minute process from when I park the car until there's actually food in front of me. I can't wait that long. Are there some crackers on the table or something? Because the juices have already started flowing for me. I'm not a good like if you're you know if you're just trying to find something for lunch or something. You got a frozen dinner in the freezer or something like that that's going to take 20 minutes in the oven. I'm like, I got 20 minutes. I'm hungry right now. Don't you want to warm that up? The leftovers. I've got to wait four minutes to warm Back it up. Back away, I'll, I'll eat, eat it, cold. it cold. So, anyway, it's a problem. I get so it. what's going to happen Saturday morning if you get to the Cracker Barrel location you're going to meet at, and it's got a wait of 30, 45 minutes? Well, at least then, I, I won't like it, but, I mean, I'm committed to it, and i got two other people with me. Who selected On that Cracker Barrel? Kevin Henry. Um, <laughs> so here's the deal. He said, how about breakfast Saturday morning before the game? I said, yeah, of course. We always like to do that when possible. We're riding up together. Uh, Drake's going with us. Oh, you're sure? And yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yesterday. Is he, going to, is he going to leave his driveway or is someone picking him up? Well, that's true. I, I guess I'm not sure. <laughs> is Drake one of the people that couldn't make it to work yesterday? Drake uh, will not drive in these conditions, uh, no matter what it is. Drake hates the snow, hates the ice. Uh, He's scared of it. He's going to get mad at me for saying that. But, no, he did not make it in yesterday. Has he had an issue in the past? Uh, No, it's because he buys those little bitty uh, uh, cars that you have to hand wind to drive anywhere that you can't get around. So He he texted me me at 5-something yesterday morning. I'm not going to get out of my driveway today. Oh, okay. (laughs) You know what? I didn't. I wondered about this when he sent it yesterday. So we were, we had to they changed I guess they changed seating at Gallagher Iba for media, and so we had to ask if there was enough room for us to have three instead of two, and we didn't get the answer back for a couple of days. And then finally yesterday, they're like, "Yeah, we got room for three. So we were like, "All right, Drake's in. Drake's going with us." So I notified him that Kevin and I are meeting at Cracker Barrel at eight if he wants to join us, and he texted back, "Absolutely!" Exclamation point. I'll do my best, exclamation point. And at the time, I thought, mm, that's an interesting thing to say. I'll do my best. But now I get it. That's exactly He's what not sure he's going to make it. He may not leave his house, yeah. On these roads. Okay. 
All right. Well, I've got some equipment if we need it, so we're fine okay. either way. Okay. But, yeah, it's either me and Kevin or me, Kevin, and Drake. And Kevin said, want to meet for breakfast? And I said, yeah, sure, absolutely. Where do you want to meet? Well, one of the places that we like to, if we're going on a football trip or on occasions we've done it for basketball, meet is that carpool lot at I-35 and 122nd Street. There's a carpool lot there where if you're, a lot of people leave their cars there if they're going up the turnpike to work or something like that. It's right by the turnpike entrance. And it's a good spot for the people in Oklahoma City and the people in Norman to meet if we're going to Kansas or Tulsa I got or somewhere that way. Mm-hmm. It's a good place to leave a car because that's what the lot is for. It's well lit. I think it's securityed. And uh, anyway, right across from that lot's a Cracker Barrel, right next to Frontier City. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm familiar uh, with Kev- the Cracker Barrel. I was picturing it in my head, so I thought that might be the one you're going to. Yeah. Yeah. And so Kevin said, how now. about that Cracker Barrel right across from uh, the carpool lot where we meet sometimes? And I was like, I haven't eaten Cracker Barrel in at least 15 years. And so I was kind of, kind of excited to to do it. I, I, uh, I'm sure there are, I, I know there are probably some better diners that we could eat, but it happens to be also a perfect meeting place for him coming up I-35 and me coming across the Kilpatrick Turnpike. It's kind of right there at the corner. So, anyway, nobody cares. But yeah, we're gonna have breakfast tomorrow morning and then head up to uh, Stillwater if you want to join us. Well, TV. enjoy your breakfast. How about this? How about this? If Drake can't make it, how about you come up and engineer our broadcast for us? I'll do my best. For a guy that has such an extensive Yellowstone wardrobe, you are awfully soft when it comes to traveling. You know that? John Dutton would ride his horse still water. than willing to drive your it's car. Stillwater. There's nothing good to go to Stillwater Eskimo for. Eskimo Joe's is up there. You're we not going to Eskimo Joe's. No, I'm not, but I know you love it. You love supporting it. So <laughs> yeah. drop my, you off at Eskimo Joe's. My one Joe's time that I've been game. in the last 40 years. I love yes. supporting it. One time you gave your money to help support Oklahoma State University. Actually, I didn't give them any money either. That's the night we found the hundred dollars. Uh, Bronx found the hundred dollar bill on the floor, uh, so we made out. We made out that night with profit. Profited. All right, here's your Big Twelve slate tomorrow. Bedlam at eleven. One. This is mid. One o'clock. Texas Tech at West Virginia. TJ, who you got? <sighs> West Virginia team. losers of six. I was going to say desperate team. Um, tech highly emotional game coming down from that on the road weird to travel situation against a desperate team. I'm actually going to go West Virginia in the upset in that game, even though like Tech's the much better team. I think there's a Tech just won their Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. They're they're coming down off of an emotional high and hitting the worst road trip of the year. So I, I'm going to go. West Virginia holds home court there. Like, I honestly, if you just watch, I, I follow all the basketball teams on uh, Twitter, all the Big 12 basketball teams, like the official accounts. I really don't think Texas Tech cares if they win another game. They beat Chris Beard. Right, yeah, you, you they, may be they, right. They uh, uh, That was their Super Bowl. I mean, they have bragged so much about the crowd and uh, and the win the other night. I think that's good enough for them. 
Yeah, I like your pick. West Virginia, desperate. Texas Tech just spent a ton of emotion. Uh, it will be an ugly game, man. I mean, these two teams will beat the snot out of each other. Might be 45-44. <laughs> but I kind of like your West Virginia pick. 1 o'clock, Iowa State at Texas. Who you got? Um, Texas bounces back, gets the win at home. Agree. I'm a little... I feel the same about Iowa State that I do about Oklahoma. I'm a little concerned for... They had such a great non-con. Got into the top ten, I believe, in the rankings. And then Big 12 play came along. And now they're three and six, same record as OU. They just got beat again at home, like OU. And it feels like they're kind of sliding the wrong way here. Uh, so I, I feel like Iowa State's probably going to get in because they had such a good non-con. But at one point, they might have been a considered a, like for a top four seed or maybe even a top three seed. And they might end up, might end up being a nine, ten or playing in Dayton, you know? I don't know. But yeah, Texas back home. I like Texas. Three o'clock, marquee game of the day, one versus two, Baylor at Kansas. <sighs> Who you got? Man, um I just saw Kansas look like garbage last weekend at home. Yeah, but then they went and beat Iowa State hey, in Ames. That's true. Without Ochai. And we don't know about think, Ochai's say, availability. Tomorrow? Um they they said Saturday, they think so. It is pretty sure anyway. It's it's COVID protocols, but he should be out of them by Saturday. Is what they said on Tuesday's broadcast. I'll say uh, he plays, they win. He's out, they lose. So I'll say Kansas because I think mm-hmm. he'll play. Okay, I agree with you. Yeah, they're not losing two in a row in Fog Allen. And I would Baylor's a little wobbly. You know, they were down at half to West Virginia. They were down most of the game at home to West Virginia the other night. Found a way to win it, but they went to uh, Alabama last weekend and got handled. Uh, they're really good still, but they're, they're, they've gotten a little wobbly here. They've dealt with some injuries. I like Kansas. Prime time, 7 o'clock Prime. tomorrow night. They've saved the best for last, TJ. Kansas State at TCU. <laughs> the Battle of the Purples. Uh, going to uh, TCU at home. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard not to TCU's playing good basketball. be impressed by the Frogs, yeah. man. Jamie Dixon's got them balling. They got, uh, they got a... A guy who can go get the bucket. You've talked about this with OU, how they don't have a guy that can go get a bucket. Mike Miles can go get a bucket. They got some beef up front in Devontae Lampkin's brother. And then they got about five wing guys with long arms. Like six four to six seven guys who just crash the boards. They all look alike. It's hard to tell them apart. Damian Ball and Chuck O'Bannon and uh, PV Micah PV, they're all about the same players, but they they all are 
big wings that can really guard you and go get rebounds. And somehow this year they've turned Schollmeyer Arena into an actual home court advantage. Students are showing up in droves, and uh, it's been a I like I like every one of your picks, TJ. I agree with you, TCU. Now, you've gone home team in all four games there. Okay, so yeah, coming up next, I'm going to ask you who's going to win Bedlam. Man. Oh, man. you got the commercial break to think about. All right. Bottom of the hour, voice of the Cowboys, Dave Hunziker, joins us live. Should I ask him about Iron Privates? Yeah, I think you should. Yeah, we'll see. I might, I might not. Porter Moser at the end of the show. We'll be back. T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the Morning Show. Saxon Realty Group brings you this uh, hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. If you get ran out of Nashville, need a realtor, Terry Saxon's your guy. Uh, he'll help you find a home in Norman. I don't know if he's going to drive to Nashville and do anything for you, but if you've been run out of town, you probably didn't have a place anyway, but maybe you need to buy one now. 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com, $899 listing fee. They could save you thousands of dollars. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Good morning, beautiful Clearwater, Florida, or from from beautiful Clearwater, Florida. Have a great day. Boomer sooner, Clearwater sooner. Good morning. Thank you, Clearwater sooner. Trying to make us all jealous. Beautiful place, Clearwater, Florida. Beautiful place. Clearwater Beach. You ever been there, TJ? Um, Right outside Tampa. No. No, I don't believe I've been to Clearwater. Don't believe, no. Uh, Toby, get the sunrise sampler at the Cracker Barrel. Okay, I'll look into that. Uh, I don't know what it is, so I'm not going to agree to it blindly, but I'll look into it. Let's see. If I was I like the, the name, I wonder if they still got the uh, games with the uh, golf tee pegs there. You know, where you try to jump the golf tee pegs till there's only one left. Right. <laughs> I'm going to guess yes that they're still on the shelf <laughs> and a little dusty. Uh, I was young. If I was young, Drake, there would be a zero percent chance I would miss breaking bread with that duo. Yeah. Well, I agree, but um, sounds like Drake's a little soft when it comes to battling the winter weather. Now, I, I, who am I to say? I don't know how reliable his vehicle is in this weather. I don't know if he's maybe had some history with bad weather. I don't know what the situation is, so I, I'm not going to force him to get out in it, and then he has an accident, and then I feel bad forever. So, only if he feels okay about it. Maybe uh, Kev can pick him up. And then the last thing I have here was a uh, someone called off the air said, "Should we read into anything?" When Jeff Levy the other day said they had gotten word that Williams was going to hit the transfer portal a couple of days before he actually told them. And so he immediately went and got Dylan Gabriel, and it was the, the caller basically wants to know was William stalling? Because I guess the timeline is Lebby got word, got immediately with Dylan Gabriel, and got that in progress when Gabriel was supposed to enroll and start 
the next day at UCLA. He wants to know, was Williams purposely stalling, knowing that Williams would enroll and start and wouldn't be an option for Oklahoma? And I said, that's pretty devious. I could not see that being knowing that, a plan that, for the uh, Williams Gabriel. Family. I mean, yeah, Dylan Gabriel would be in class at UCLA and then not be an option. I said that's that's a yeah I that's a pretty it. evil Listen, plan. I, <laughs> I don't know that they went that in depth. <clears throat> so I know that there are some people out there who are convinced that not only Lincoln Riley but Caleb Williams and a whole bunch of other people are intentionally trying to destroy Oklahoma football. There's a feeling. There's some of you, not all of you, but some of you have that feeling. And uh, I will 100 percent agree. That especially Lincoln, and certainly the Williams too, but especially them, they have not done everything right here. Quite the contrary. The way Lincoln went about leaving, the way he has handled the transfer portal with Oklahoma commits and current Oklahoma players is 180 degrees in contrast to what you've seen out of Brent Venables. It's disappointing. It would be, it's not classy. It's, I think, regrettable. And I, I, I think, I don't know what all the Williams family was waiting for, but the whole process that they went through is, seems a bit hard to understand why it took so long as well. They, they were keeping a bunch of places hostage and all that stuff. I, the one thing I do think, though, you have to give Caleb Williams credit for is staying with the team through the bowl game. If his intention was to transfer, wherever that may be, I do appreciate the fact that he stuck with it, not only stuck with it, but prepared and played well. Because Oklahoma's up a creek if they don't have him. Spencer Rattler was already gone. Ralph Rucker's quarterback in that game if Caleb hits the transfer portal before the Alamo Bowl. So I do appreciate that Caleb stuck around. Once he decided to hit the portal, I don't, you know, it all that's a little weird how it was all handled. But until proven otherwise, I'm not going to sit here and accuse people of intentionally trying to sabotage Oklahoma football. I think there's been some selfishness, but I don't think that Caleb was necessarily trying to sabotage Oklahoma football. No, I think his timeline was just slow and. Not well thought out, and probably Dad was pushing a lot of the buttons, but I don't have proof of that. Caller, after hearing Toby try to be reasonable, and uh, yeah, I apologize. I know sports radio is not the place I'm, for that. I'm going to have to say this was an evil device planned by uh, Mule Shoe and the DC Diva. They had planned this and plotted for months. And they knew what uh, Dylan Gabriel's timeline was, and they tried to sabotage that. It didn't work. Jeff Levy said, not up in here! <laughs> maybe. Maybe so. Maybe so. What else you got for me? <laughs> we're caught up. We're caught up. Uh, this never dies down, right? No, it's not going away anytime soon. I got an email from a listener Ever? yesterday, so mad at Mike Steely about the mule shoe stuff. Uh, just wanting Mike to stop with it, to move on. And uh, he was just so angry over Mike and his, his, his anger over mule shoe. Well, I'm not angry at Mike or anybody else. 
I have reached the point where I do find it silly. I mean, I do find it like, come on. Can we move on? I mean, let's, you know, let's grow up here a little bit. Can we hey, move on? And hey, wait a minute. Did you send I, me that I, email and sign it somebody else's name? No, I'm not upset with anyone. I get it. <laughs> Feelings have been hurt, and and it was not handled very well at all. And if Oklahoma had ended up with uh, – hang on a second. Let me think. What's the guy's name that was at Tulsa and then out at uh, Hawaii? And Todd Graham. If Oklahoma had landed with Todd Graham as head coach, I'd be really, really upset right now. Wow. At Lincoln Riley. Shot at Todd Graham there. That's right. Pick out somebody else, Teach, who <laughs> I get your some point. more shots. I get your point. No, Less I'm miles. Not, I'm not like that. I'm not taking shots like that. Uh, who else do I think is a bit of a clown show out there? Uh, I don't know. Maybe even Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin's a weird. But I don't. I think they've landed. They got Brent Venables, who's putting together something amazing here. I think. I think. I haven't played a game yet, but Tad Gummity's been impressive, right? So I am much happier with where Oklahoma football is today than I was. Uh, how long has it been now? Two months ago? Yeah, right at two months ago. I guess a little more. So I don't know what there is to be mad about. It seems like you did a favor. So it is working out that way. Yeah. But, but we haven't had our like first that. date with Brent Venables. We've had a lot of nice zooms and chit chats and some some nice talks. Well, you, but you we all haven't are had that first date. You all are convinced that Lincoln's going to fall on his face. And he stinks as a coach. He does stink as a coach. I mean, looking okay. back then, at what, it over the good, history. Then, then good riddance, right? Good riddance, but we want him to okay. know we're better off. We want him to know we found a more attractive wife. I believe the message has been received. I don't know. I don't know. He blocked me. He did not block you. <laughs> did he block you? I'm still working on it. <laughs> Are you following him still? I Actually, I'm not. I unfollowed him. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I mean, just, you know. Ty, I might as well be. I can't escape him. You let me go too long there. We got Dave Hunziker coming up here. Dave Hunziker next. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. We got Bedlam round one tomorrow morning. Finally, we're already in the second half of conference play. Sooners and Cowboys getting together for the first time. We welcome in now. The outstanding voice of the Cowboys, my good friend Dave Hunziker. Good morning, Dave. Hey, Toby. How are you? I'm cold, but I'm good, Dave. I'm cold, but I'm good. How are you, my friend? Same. Yeah, same. Very much so. Oh, man, what a gut punch of a a game in Manhattan the other night. Um, Man, that's got to be one of those where you hope they can shake it off quickly because that's a tough one to get over. Yeah, the tough thing, making matters worse, is it was an 8 o'clock game, and then there were travel issues getting home, as you can imagine, with the weather it is. Oh, so by the time the guys got oh back to their you know, apartments and dorm rooms, et cetera, I'd say at probably 3.30 to 3.45 in the morning. So 
you've got a couple days, so hopefully it won't be too bad. Bedlam should trump that, but it is a bit of a, you know, when you go 8 o'clock on Wednesday night, even a Saturday afternoon game is a fairly quick turnaround, and in this case, it's an 11 a.m. game, so it's almost like a big Monday-type turnaround, really, but they were in position to win. You know, both teams sort of sputtered offensively the last five minutes. You know, they've had a chance at the free throw line to take the lead in the last minute and missed the front end of a one-and-one, and Nigel Pack made a tough shot at, at the end of the game. But, you know, there were ample opportunities, you know, in the last five to six minutes just to make a play or two that probably would have won the game, but they didn't. In a bit of a slide here, that's easy to happen in this conference. That's uh, four straight. Do you feel like uh, there has been a deficiency uh, that has to be improved in this stretch, or is it just, hey, this is the Big 12 and it's tough to win games? It's interesting. It's flipped because they the defense was their hallmark for the most of the season, and then they've hit this stretch. In the last three games, they've shot about 48% from the field combined, but they've had three of their worst defensive games of the season. And they've had a hard time. You know, The, the, the big-time scorers for the last three opponents have really gone off. Rockington for Iowa State, and then Appleby in the second half for Florida, and Nigel Pack for K State. So from, you know, it's been they've had a hard time shutting down the opponent's best player, and you know they, they've had a chance to win all these games. They could easily be on a six-game winning streak. They lost to Texas by five. They lost in overtime at home to Iowa State, and then they had a 16-point lead at Florida last Saturday and lost that. So right now, defensively not really getting things done, and just not closing games. I mean, that was a point of emphasis yesterday for them. It's just got to close better. But I think a big part of closing better is defensively they've kind of got to get back where they were, let's say, a month ago. It's flipped. I mean, they couldn't score at all then. Now they are having difficulty getting stops. Is defense – I was going to ask you, what's the strength of this team? Is the answer to that defense? What is the strength of this team? It, yeah, it has to be because of their length. I mean, that, that's that's yeah. really. I mean, really, their strength is probably the length overall. They can go so big at guard and very long. And Isaac, likely people know him. You know, Keelan Boone is six eight. Bryce Thompson's six four, but plays a lot taller than that. Same is true for Rondell Walker. They can become so big and so athletic, and so defensively, they can really disrupt things. Sometimes just because of their size. You know, the hard part has been the offensive end. They're at their best when they play fast, but nobody lets them play fast. I mean, they, they just don't. I mean, that, 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 that song was you know performed for the last time around Thanksgiving uh, because nobody lets them play fast because you, that's, then you're really playing into their hands. And so that's part of the reason the offense struggled. This team is, is much better at a higher pace, but, but you know people will go to extreme measures to make sure that doesn't happen because if that doesn't happen until the last week and a half, they struggle to score been better as of late but you know defense really is is where it where it starts for these guys and, and taking defense and turning it into offense which again has been difficult as of late because you know teams are just trying to make sure hey the, 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 if there's one thing we don't want to do is let them get out and run whether it's live ball turnovers or you know if we try to go the offensive glass too hard they'll take it out and go the other direction so that hasn't happened much the big off the biggest offseason pickup was Bryce Thompson. Of course, our listeners up in the Tulsa area certainly aware the Kansas transfer who's coming off a career high twenty two at Kansas State. Seems like it's it's really clicking in for him. 
What have you noticed from from Bryce this year and his progression to this point? He had some hip injuries and some things he dealt with in December, and he missed a game or two. And it really, you know, and I, I think he had a couple different issues or a couple different uh, times where he was dealing with that, and that probably hurt him and set him back a little bit. You know, he's getting comfortable now in this system to where he sort of understands where his shots need to come from. And, you know, he's been great. He's averaged about 15 points per game the last couple of weeks, and his shooting percentage has gone up. I think it's a matter of just sort of getting comfortable with the guys around him. And he's a guy that, you know, he's not a guy that takes a lot of three-point shots. He's kind of an old throwback guy, somebody that plays inside the three-point line, kind of that in-between game. Hits a lot of tough, you know, contested jump shots and, you know, he's been finally, they've been looking for anybody to be some sort of consistent scoring threat. You know, they've had some guys have some huge games, like Avery Anderson had 34 against Iowa State, and 29 against Cleveland State, but, you know, they'd not had a single player rattle off four straight games at double figures until Bryce did it about a week ago. So he's finally become that guy that they've been looking for. They've had some big performances from individuals, but it has not been consistent. Bryce looks like he may be becoming that consistent guy. We've watched each other, I'm sure. I've certainly watched the Cowboys. I'm sure you've seen the Sooners from afar this year. What do you feel like is a key for Oklahoma State tomorrow? Or maybe a couple. Yeah, I think probably the the, the, the biggest thing is, is just making sure you you know, you deal with their five out stuff. Uh, you know, ideally against Oklahoma State, that's what you would do is, you know, you play five out and you know, you, you create spacing, and then that helps negate the Cowboys' length to an extent because the court's spread out, and, you know, some of the things that Oklahoma State likes to do defensively don't necessarily go off the board, but they certainly get minimized. So I think that's probably as, as much as anything. It's just on the defensive end, you know, being engaged and knowing you may have to, you know, it may be one-on-one defense, or, you know, there may be times and situations where, you know, the, the switching won't happen, and so you've got to take care of your you got to take care of the guy you're guarding. So I think that's the, the big thing. And then I think the second part of it is, is that, you know, offensively, you know, lately the turnovers have got them and they've turned the ball over. You know, it's one thing that's hurt them the last, you know, probably the difference in the game, the last few games, they haven't had just a crazy number of turnovers, but they've had more than they should. You better not give away possessions and, and make sure, you know, energy wise, you're good. I mean, they should be good. They should be fired up, but you know, Make sure that uh, today and last night you've taken care of yourself after that late night so that uh, you don't get to the 10-minute mark of the second half and run out of gas. All right, we're going to finish on a, a, a lighthearted question. Mm-hmm. I'm on a walk the other day in my neighborhood, and a lady passes me wearing a sweatshirt that says pistols firing on the front of it. And She's I know her. you get asked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. She's very nice. I, uh, I'm sure you get asked a lot uh, about the origin of some of the things you say frequently. Uh, Good night, Vienna, pistols firing, things like that. I heard something when you beat Baylor that I've got to ask the uh, origin of. Iron privates for the Cowboys. Where did that come from, Dave? The moment. You can't say iron you-know-what on the radio. I thought a lot about that. There's about five minutes to go, and it's like, we're going to pull this off. So what the heck? So, so I started sort of rattling in my head. Uh-huh. like, okay, so so what? You're iron going through the, the, the thesaurus of possibilities. 
Yeah, it's like Vern Lundquist says. <laughs> Our job is to capture the moment. Well, it's like well, you can't say iron, you know what, on the radio. You can't say that. I'd like to because that really uh-huh. would describe it, but you better not. That gets you in trouble. So then it's, you know, and then you got to get back to calling the games. It's like, well. So you workshopped this around. is what you're telling me. Beg your pardon? You workshopped this a little bit. Kind of. But then you get then you've mm-hmm. got to to do your job and worry about that later. So, oh yeah. So that's probably if that's probably the byproduct of three games in five days on the road and not being home. <laughs> <laughs> well, full disclosure on that. Oh. Rain is, is kind of grinding. So yeah, that 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 was I, that's kind of a what the heck. I thought Holcomb was going to like blow saliva out his nose uh, when I said it. It's like oh what the heck. Uh, but yeah, you just you, you had other other ways to say it, but you can't say it. So it's like, well, can you get sure. away with that? Well, I'm about to find out. So let's see. It probably won't ever be used again. Uh, just, not that anyone was upset, but it's probably it's one of those things. It's like yeah, it's kind of like a wedding ring. It's it's designed to be presented once and then be done. Well. Uh, you have brought me great joy, so thank you very much. I think it's fantastic. Uh, the fact that you went <laughs> well, through the, the, the yeah, source of the possibilities, other. too, is fantastic. Dave, well, thanks yeah, for your time. I can't wait game. to see you tomorrow morning, brother. Yeah, it'll be early. So, yeah, it's of course, you're used to getting up early, so it won't bother you. Yeah, that's uh, I'm not. I don't like it on Saturdays though, so uh, that's okay. This is you know we play football 11 a.m. games all the time. We so do. We can handle. Yeah, this. we we it's do. No problem, hey, looking forward to it, man. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, see you, Dave. Bye. The great Dave Hunziker there. Uh... Iron Privates for the Cowboys. All right, thank you, TJ. About five minutes to go in the game, he was thinking of synonyms. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Master of his craft. <laughs> that's right. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. That was a tremendous read that I was doing with my microphone off. Welcome back, everybody. WTJ back with you, T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. It has something to do with uh, iron privates and Terry shoving money into your pocket. And I don't know. He's saving you a lot when you uh, when you list your home with him. That's all I know. 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Sabotage is in L.A. between L.R. and C.W. working the U.S.C. NIL people for every dollar they could get out of them. Did we is hit on? Toby and by the, the way, by the way, did, yes, he's uh, got inside information. Did we discuss mm-hmm. yesterday, uh, Lincoln? I think we did. We brought it up, right, with the guardrails and all this for the uh, transfer yeah. portal, and then he's yeah, got the, it up. you know, he's got like fourteen, fifteen dudes. He just went and uh, you know wiped out the portal with. Come on. We did. Remember, I, I gave yeah, the uh, I, I think I, tremendous I analogy. I'm remembering now. That it's like uh, Lee Harvey Oswald right. coming That's out right. the day after the assassination. You did give that great analogy. Asking That's for right. gun control. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. I forgot about that. That was great. Um, this one would like to know if you could please interview Dylan Gabriel. That's entirely up to Mike Houck and Brent Venables. Oh, all you got to uh, do is, is ask Brent. He'll let you. Is uh, maybe he, he is uh, under the. I'll ask. Okay, I promise to ask. But once you're you're signed and under the OU football uh, umbrella, 
you've got to go through Sooner Media Relations and get approved and everything. So uh, we'll see. I, I will put in the request. Offer uh, Dylan Gabriel an NIL deal of one free copy of your book so that he can learn about the conference and all the different mascots within it. So, Well, I, I'm glad you brought that up. I would like to see if we can make an NIL arrangement with this show where we – I've talked to you about this. For reals, you know this. Last year yes. I wanted to try to work one out with Gabe Burkich to have Gabe Burkich on our show once a week and we would uh, you know, NIL him. And uh, I feel like it was met by laughter. So, uh, yeah, I would be interested this year in uh, seeing if we could pursue something like that with somebody. But I think for our show, it doesn't work if it's like a main player. You know what I mean? You need a big guy? It's got to be like Turk. (laughs) Isn't that that insulting to those guys? No, because that's where we fit in the... That's where, well, he's great. He's maybe the best punter in America. That's where we fit in the hierarchy of sports radio in this state. <laughs> That's not true. We are the punters. We're the we're the backup right tackles. Uh, you know, all all those afternoon shows deserve the really good players. And then you got. Uh, by the way, I got to talk about Dave Hunziker's running mate there. When we come back, top of the hour. Ooh, ooh, okay. Used to be on our show. Yeah, used to be. Yeah. I'm not happy about something. Oh, oh all right. We'll discuss it going forward. Back after this.